You're listening to Podhaven. why they hate Mario so much because he gets to eat real food oh god those poor those poor turtle monsters welcome to DNA bit I'm your host Elodie Cunningham uh joining me in the lab as always is uh Martin Bryson your other host and in my lab assistant next to me here is your very very sleepy co-host Thomas Ferraro hello he's so sleepy he didn't even notice I called him an assistant oh oh assistant (laughs) five five 5 a.m. Thomas Ferrara. Okay, assistant. This, this, <laughs> how, this how you do me? You know, I, I I can't help it if I'm ambitious. Okay, I have to climb up on the necks of the of my of my lessers. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. I am also tired. On the It's late right now. <laughs> yeah, we're because of our weird time zone disparity. Some of us are very tired because it's late, and some of us are very tired because it's very early. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so this podcast is going to be 20 minutes long, but you can look forward to the two-hour-long blooper reel in a week. <laughs> uh, um, so, what is you guys' experience with Mario? I have a lot less to say about this than I do with pokemon so this is going to be shorter than our last one <laughs> well i first played mario when much earlier than i played pokemon actually i played mario when i was quite young my sister got a nez and uh she had the original super mario brothers with it and i played a little bit of that and i was really bad at it because it was the first like properly made video game i'd ever had a chance to play and uh i remember my babysitter at the time who was um someone like a close family friend was much better at it than me so I would persuade her to show me how to play it which would involve me just sitting there watching her do it and then taking credit for all the levels she completed oh, that's what I used to do with Pokemon with some um, some teenagers I knew when I was a kid uh, not Pokemon um, what's it called? Sonic oh yeah well we all know the pattern you little kid you want that feeling of success but you're not good enough to actually get it so you, you live vicariously through someone else and uh, yeah, that was probably my earliest memory of Mario. And I think over the years, I played most of the Mario games at one point or another. Uh, I went through a period of playing a lot of Mario Party. Uh, and there's like a dozen of those games. Now, how many? Eight or nine at the moment. Um, and I, I think I've played maybe half that series. And they're all more or less variations on the same thing. Uh, the, I, I have kind of drifted away from Mario for a few years because... Uh, I didn't really play anything much Nintendo-related after the N64, except for occasional bursts of other stuff um, on the GameCube. And so I played a little bit of Mario Galaxy and a little bit of Mario Sunshine. That's pretty much my recent experience of it altogether. Uh, But I played, like, Super Mario Brothers uh, 1, 2, and 3, and Super Mario World, and Yoshi's Island, and... All the kind of all the maids, all the maid series games, like to death, when I was young. So I'm pretty familiar with them. 
Uh, and how about you, Thomas? Uh, actually, believe it or not, Mario was the first game I ever owned. I um, My first console was a Game Boy Color around the time that Silver and Gold came out, because it had Pichu and Pikachu on the side of the screen, I assume. Um, yeah, and the first game I got with it, oddly enough, wasn't Pokemon, but it was uh, Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. The uh, one in the clear cartridge looked very cool, and uh, I was terrible at it. Like, just really bad. Like, yeah. Just so not good. And then I, like, n- never played another Mario game. At all. But, <laughs> I've been... <laughs> yeah, that's literally my experience with Mario. I played it when I was a kid, and I got to, like, World 7-2, I believe. And just could not be bothered. <laughs> um, so I did not... I have not played a lot of Mario, but... Recently been getting into platformers again. And actually kind of preferring them to a lot of the games I usually play. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for Mario Odyssey. That's gonna be good. That's what Mario is one of those weird things. Sorry, just to go off the tangent here for a second. Because you made me oh, think please. of something, because I'm writing it. And I'm writing an article about it for Indie Haven right now. And uh, it's about the familiarity of games and game ideas and tropes that you haven't played and it's like you said yourself you haven't played a lot of mario games but you're still like familiar with the world you still understand the characters and their motivations and how the world works and all those functional elements that you don't need necessarily to be too familiar with the games to play because mario is such an iconic figure and they the kind of the culture around mario was so widespread and so widely known so i just found that really interesting sorry yeah yeah, I think I have absorbed way more Mario than I've ever played just through cultural osmosis. Yeah. Hmm, it's not like he's even a mega popular character nowadays. Yep. So it's a little bit like Mickey Mouse in that he's not actually been in many things for for a long, long time, but people still recognize him as this iconic figure. Hmm. Uh, did you have anything else? Timeth. Timeth. I don't know what that voice was. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much my experience with Mario. But hey, look, if we record a part two of this podcast, we won't. Um, I'll tell you all about <laughs> Mario Odyssey and how much I enjoyed or didn't enjoy that. I'm actually pretty confident that I'll enjoy it, though. Yeah, my, my experience with Mario is disparate and weird. I have lots of minor experiences as a child, but I never owned a single Mario game until uh, very, very recently. Uh, Because I had... I played um, Mario Kart on Wii at some points when I was a kid. I experienced Mario through um, Smash Brothers. I played Yoshi's Island on one of those teenagers I mentioned, um, Game Boy Advance, and I played part of um, my stepdad's copy of um, Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins, but was awful at it. I, I, so I barely actually played it when I was a kid, but as I say, I just had this full understanding of everything to do with Mario because of cultural osmosis. It definitely um, wasn't because of the movie. I don't... When did the movie come out again? Oh, I would guess sometime in the late 90s. I'd actually check it right now. Because, I mean, the very end of the late 90s is the start of my memories, so... I don't think it was out when I could remember things. 
1993, so early, early 90s. Actually. Okay, so it was it was out before I was even a conceptual possibility. <laughs> but yeah, so it was all just bits and pieces, and then um, when I I got for free um, because for some reason Nintendo sent it to me in an email. They sent me a code for the original Mario on 3DS. And I played through all of that video game. And that is still the only Mario I've gotten all the way through because I'm not very good at Mario. No, I'm not either. <laughs> I never was. I played a lot of them. I'm still bad at them. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just never really played too much because I'm not very good at them. Oh, one other occasion that I played Mario. <clears throat> and this is... um. This is one of my most vivid uh, childhood memories, is when I um, was hospitalised because I had a uh, gigantic asthma attack because I was allergic to some birds that we got. Wow. Um, and they had a uh, N64 in the playroom bit in the hospital, and I played a bit of uh, Mario 64. It's weird. Like, the weird thing about Mario 64 for me is that my partner doesn't play video games much, like, at all. She really doesn't like them. But she is really good at Mario 64. She's, like, oh. amazing at it. It's just the most bizarre thing. Yeah, I, I think that that's me. I don't really have much to say. I've barely played recent ones. I, I like I like Mar Mario Kart 8. I played all of the race tracks on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Waluigi is my sweet son. <laughs> uh, I, can I interject? Yeah. I would start playing every Mario game if they all featured Waluigi. I have As, never like, played a Mario game that had Waluigi in it. I oh no! You've just jogged a memory, another memory of one of my desperate tiny Mario ness. I had a. Uh, Game and Watch Advance on the Game Boy Advance, and there was a boxing game in that. And uh, the final boss of the boxing game was Waluigi. Oh my god! I wow! Did he crotch chop you? Like, did he crotch chop you to death? No. Wow. He was just—he was just a good boxing boy. He was better than the um. I've forgotten what it's called. The the long centipede. Oh my god, that's terrifying. The big angry boy. The big angry boy. What's it called? The big angry centipede that fights. Um, that when you jump on it, it goes red and goes fast. I know what you mean. I just don't know what it's called. God, we're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> let's call my shelf. Let, let's call them Caitlin. Yes, angry Caitlin. Yes, angry Caitlin. I like that. Angry Caitlin. On my shelf I have two Waluigi's, two Wario's, a Tiny Goomba, a Koopa, a Yoshi, and yeah, that, that's all my Mario's. So I, I've got I've got doubles of the Waz. It's good to have. You need, you need more of those. They're the best ones. I haven't got a single Waz. I can't believe it. I don't have... No, no. Stuff like that because I have to move around too much and I lose it all or it breaks. <laughs> Shall we get on to the actual bi biological 
core, the guts and heart of the podcast, yep. I guess, Let's since we've already gone through flesh. Stick ourselves elbow deep in its viscera. Absolutely. Okay. Too late for this. <laughs> anyway, yes. So, so if you'll come with me on this journey, let's go right back to the beginning of the Google Doc. Let me scroll up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured that it would be best to start with uh, the first enemy that you encounter in, I think, just about any Mario game. Well, anything past the Jumpman era. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, that's a good point, because, um, thank you, Kong. We're going to get people being finicky about that. We're not including Donkey Kong. <laughs> he is a gorilla. I did it. We, we did our... We did our first bit of biology. Donkey Kong's a gorilla. He has hair on the outside, not the inside. Like Martin... <laughs> Like Martin's mystery coconut. He's not an inside-out coconut. <laughs> Martin's mystery coconut. That's the goofus title. That absolutely is the goofus title. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um. So yeah, Goombas are pretty Go- fucking weird, and we've got a bit of a habit on the show already of talking about sentient fungus. They appear to be mushrooms with feet, and. Also, like, a mouth and big eyebrows. Are they related to toads? You know, I was thinking about that, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, what if Goombas are to toads what monkeys are to us? What gorillas are to us? Gorillas. And it seems like that might well be the case, but uh, this uh, very important document that we're looking at does say that some Goombas are actually quite intelligent. Oh yeah, this very important document that you got off Google Image Search from Professor Mush... Mush... Marshy... Marshy... Z Toad from the University of Goom. You know, it's an official academic document because the resolution is shit. Yeah. 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 It's difficult to read because all the handwriting, because the font they used for this is really awful. Yeah, it's not quite quite a crisp papyrus. It's more of a uh, stretched out Comic Sans. I feel like this kind of actually adds to the experience of researching this, though, so I'm I'm not going to complain. Oh, no, it's very thematic. Key question. How do they relate to Toads, (laughs) if at all? I guess they're probably sentient because we do have things like the um the one in Mario RPG who's your pal. Yeah. Yeah. I think rather than thinking them of them as um like monkeys, I'd say they're more just like a different subspecies if anything. Mm-hmm. Subspecies. But, I mean, physiologically they are very different from toads. Toads are much more humanoid, they have uh they could like, rather than subspecies, they could just be different because there's a bunch of different types of fungus in a world where there is sentient fungus. Why not? Why not just have different kinds of it that aren't very closely related? Okay, so how about this comparison then? Um, they are to toads what Neanderthals once were to us. Uh, that that was what I initially was thinking, yeah. but I, I'm thinking now it's probably more like um more like what um what an intelligent dog would be to us 
Okay. As in, it's the same kind of group because it's a mammal, but it's not is not closely related within that group because they don't seem to share all that much but they are obviously of the same kind of group of creature hmm which is to say fungal guys we think they're distantly related to other kinds of sentient fungus like toads right mm-hmm. that's where they're yeah in. i mean they don't have a full set of limbs like a toad does uh, as far as we can tell they don't ever have that. There are no Goomba variations that have arms, as far as I know. Do you think they got like a um a fungal musculature system? Hmm. Because when we talked about like the sentient parts of Pokemon, you've got to have some way that they are moving. So we kind of said um they must have some kind of plant plant muscle. Okay. Well, yeah. that's the uh, thing about mycelium, isn't it's structurally it's not quite as rigid as cellu- like the kind of cellulose and lignin that makes up tree bark. So there's every possibility that with the right, you know, development, like it would be a lot easier. Okay. To move. Well, one thing we know for a couple of things we know for sure about all Goombas, they have feet that allow them to walk as bipeds. They have teeth, and they have a skull in some way shaped so as to contain eyes. Oh my so, god, good point. Well, you can have, have like, yeah. You can, they could just have some kind of cartilage thing. Like, Jojo Binks only has cartilage. Okay. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but now I do. We are not I... cross pollinating these podcasts. <laughs> this is called cross <laughs> marketing, Tom. <laughs> Put the Gungan back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we assume uh... some kind of cartilage style uh, skeletal system like a shark might have. I'd, I'd say that's more likely because they do seem kind of squishy still. Yeah, because when Mario jumps on them, they go flat. Yeah, and I think that it's much more likely that they would squish easy if they were were more cartilage than sort of a shroom bone. Okay, so what what then do you think is the Goomba's role in, in a kind of uh, Koopa run kingdom what kind of purpose did they serve because they're not good soldiers they're not protected by shells or they uh, don't i think have... that they breed very quickly oh okay so it's a power my numbers thing too okay i was just gonna say that mushrooms generally are very quick to spread fungus spreads very easily because of the way it um the way it reproduces. So what they would make useful uh, kind of frontline meat shield troops, basically, for, for whoever yeah. power. So to, to use context from another franchise, um, the Ungoi in Halo, uh, their, their entire concept is basically that. They breed very quickly, mm-hmm. and you can get a bunch of them, and they are rubbish, but, but because they are so so quick to breathe they are treated very expendably and you can just field very large armies of these bad but expendable foot soldiers kind of like shock troops you just fire lots of them at once just to harry and break up your enemy so that you could get your troops in to do the the major damage yeah it's also kind of like um battle droids from star wars 
their whole concept yeah. was that they had near endless supplies of them and they were awful soldiers but because they had near endless supplies of them uh, they could just keep sending more and more and I think that kind of goes with the fact that they do just kind of keep coming out of pipes and stuff in the Mario games I also have a theory as to the purpose of the Goombas in a Koopa run world and mm-hmm. that theory is soup very good soup. You got oh. mushroom. You got the cartilage. You don't even need to like. I mean, that's much. Good. that's a great broth on its own, right there. Yeah, just I mean, throw the I think that, that, in. that also kind of ties into the whole thing with the um, with the fact that they're very quick to reproduce. Exactly. Is that they are sentient foot soldiers that also make a tasty snack if you would like, and it doesn't matter. So, what did Goombas say about this? What is the, uh... What, what, what do they get out of this arrangement? Or are they literally just serfs? Well, they have a king. They do have a king. What is their kind of society like that they allow themselves to be used as expendable foot soldiers? Well, according to Because in research... the case... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was just going to say, in the case of, um the Ungoy and Halo, it is that they are effectively a subjugated slave race at this point. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that's the case? And it's kind of like they have a monarch, but um, their monarch is still subservient to Cooper. Yeah, because I mean, even their king is not a king in the sense that there's already a king. It's almost like the king is the, the, the king Goomba is just a symbolic gesture to keep them in line. Yeah. That could be the case. What do you think? Two myths. Two here speaking about the Goombas. Um, I think. Okay, well, I would, I'm not doing I that. Never love it. Do you can maintain again. that for the whole podcast. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a break from the podcast. I must go eat some couscous and have our coffee because it is early in the morning. Um, I don't know what that voice is. Let's see. According to my research, the Goombas had sort of a faction split during the Mushroom Kingdom Civil War, in which some of them decided to side with the Cooper army, or rather the majority of them did, but some still lived peacefully in the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. So, uh, okay. Is this canon, or is this just from this this photograph? Um, like, where, what is the origin of this beyond... Because I... You know, like uh, a bad researcher, I... I did not cite my sources. <laughs> I, have okay. no, I have no bibliography to speak of. Uh, I have Google. I'm just going to Google Mushroom Kingdom Civil War. More like Uncivil War. Hey. <laughs> ah. Yeah, no, this is, this is famine. What this does, though, is it turns the, 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 uh, the Goomba King into a king in exile like the Dalai Lama. I like that. Oh yeah, I mean that could still be the case. I I think that even if the even if the civil war thing isn't canon, I think you, I think it could just be the case that their king is um either some kind of symbolic figurehead to keep them in line or a king in exile. Sort of a figurehead I mean... to try and keep the uh keep the like unintelligent like because the, there's a spectrum of intelligence with the goomba species according to my document 
um, which is probably all tossed by now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so there's apparently some kind of intelligent spectrum, and the king probably exists as a figurehead to pacify those on the lower end of that spectrum. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think that's probably more the case because um, he does seem to also help the uh, the Koopa plight. I'm just reading his dialogue from Super Mario 64. Uh, he says, Bwahaha, I'm no ordinary Goomba. I am Goomboss, the great Goomba. The grand Poobah Goomba. That Mario always stomps on us, but the tables have turned. I locked him up in a room. I bet he's crying like a baby. I have no business with you, so scram. There's no way a prehistoric wimp like you could beat my stupendous stomps. That's that's from the DS one where you can play as Yoshi. So he is a bit of a bad guy. Yeah, he's a straight. Yeah. He's kind of a yeah, more like a villainous figure there. But he he is saying that um, Mario always stomps on us, but the tables are turned, which does kind of um, kind of uh, leans into this idea that potentially while the Coopers are using the Goombas as um, as expendable soldiers, they're also leading this kind of propaganda campaign by saying that Mario just keeps stomping on your entire race and it's not our fault. Oh, hey, okay. It's pretty wild when you think about it. One one little Italian jump boy is the beacon of genocide for an entire race. That's the power of propaganda, though. I mean, he... Uh, Mario is, is not an innocent man. I thought, make, make no mistake. But that he is so wholly responsible for this Goomba, Goomba genocide is, is really is quite it's quite a feat to convince them of that well it seems like um, it seems like Goomboss has definitely at least bought into the propaganda machine himself ooh a deluded king yeah mm. I wonder if uh, uh, I wonder if there is any possibility for a Goomba revolution they depose this king and find out the truth about the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, the problem with that, that is... is a bit of a naughty boy. Yeah. See, I don't know if the Koopa army necessarily fears the Goombas, though, because they're not very physically capable. They're, uh, they're probably the least physically capable of everyone in that group. Um, yeah. It's more like views them as useful than necessarily fears their power. <laughs> Yeah, well, to um, sorry to do this again, but I I can draw another parallel to um the Ungoy and Halo, <laughs> because there's a bit of backstory stuff for them that um effectively they had a rebellion, and because there were so many of them, they did cause some damage, but because they are also uh so. They're so less trained and uh, able than pretty much the entire rest of this uh, collection of um, various aliens and stuff. Eventually it was crushed and they were put back into the subservient position. So I think that they're... that's the kind of thing that would happen where they um, they aren't feared, but if they actually decided to try and fight back they could do some damage but I don't know if it would work out in the long run hmm. Speaking uh, and... while, while we're on that topic uh, what yeah. are kind of the martial abilities of Goombas what, how, do, how do they hurt because we, we talk about 
a little bit here in the document about um, they do touch damage, like they hurt on contact. So they can hurt and kill Mario just by making physical contact with him. But it's not consistent in that in Mario 64, Mario is able to punch them without harm. He's wearing gloves, isn't he? Yeah, but he's wearing clothes over his whole body. Yeah, not his face. And he's not a very tall man. That's true. He does have a big long nose. Probably exposes, <laughs> probably exposes them to venom often. Oh my... Okay, so Mario bumps into a Goomba, right? Right. With his big yeah. schnoz, he absorbs the spores the Goomba releases. <gasps> that makes oh my sense. God. What I if, love it. What, okay, hear me out. What if Mario Odyssey... They haven't shown it yet, but if you do that to a Goomba... It is like Alien Covenant, and a little Goomba will come out of Mario at some point. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think that uh, they damage him with some kind of toxic mucus, or some kind of spore thing, or maybe they have some kind of... um... Because there are some... I think there's some kind of fungus that have um, micro-needle-style things, it's, but that might just be plants. It can't be the spore cloud now that I think about it, because Mario does quite literally jump on them. Yeah. But, so but, it must yeah, either yeah, be yeah, some yeah. kind of toxic secretion, or Here's my thought on needles that. Here's my thought on that. This is, explains the practical purpose of Mario's mustache. It acts as a filter against the spore clouds. But when he makes <laughs> physical contact, there's too, the spores are too much, and they, fil- they pass through the filter. They overwhelm his filter, his mustache filter. I'm not sure what to say, but I, I think we can just go with it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. This has gone... We, we squeezed... We milked those Goombas. Yeah, we turned them into a rich broth of podcast content. Yeah, exactly. We just squeezed all that good Goomba juice out of them. Uh, last thing I wanted to say about Goombas is um, on the docket we have uh, how do Goombas move and manipulate objects. And in the games we do see them kind of stack up on top of each other. So I think that they can just kind of put things on their head and balance them pretty well. Yeah, and you do see them just push with their faces sometimes. Yeah. So I think it's either that they they can balance some things on their head if they're not too heavy, like Mario, who is a very dense man, as we will get to. <laughs> mm, uh, yes. And, yeah, I think that might be the case. Because they don't have arms, but they can push things and carry things. Alrighty, well, let's whack those, let's whack those Goombas in the broth and uh, move on. Yeah. Have a tasty Goomba soup. Oh, it's going to be a full soup by the end of it. Just you wait. That's going to be a running theme for this episode. Oh, God, because next we're on to turtles. turtles. I'm sure you could make a good Delicacy. soup out of a turtle. You can. Well, have you not heard of turtle soup? Is this a thing people do, or is this a thing that I've only yeah, made a thing. Yeah, this is a thing. Turtle soup is a real thing. Some In some places, people, like, turn the inside mush of a turtle inside of its shell into a soup and eat it from the shell. Tonight I die turtle soup. I literally was about to say, as long as you like, you know, put some corks in some of the holes, you've got yourself a nice canteen of soup. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> so, Coopers. 
fucked up. I'm sorry. Don't eat turtles, please. <laughs> Don't they, eat turtles, they please. They do come in like a bowl already. Yeah, I mean you just got to like DNA bit. <laughs> DNA bit. Don't eat turtles, please. Don't eat turtles, please. <laughs> Is that going to be in our, uh, think... our when we eventually record our little <gasps> promo? We should put that in there. <laughs> so I think that. Oh, sorry. We just got a. Uh... Oh no, I don't like looking at that. Sorry. Turtle soup is a soup or stew made from the flesh of the turtle. The dish exists in some cultures and is viewed as a luxury or delicacy. The soft-shelled turtle, it'd have to be, was commonly used for turtle soup in Singapore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's probably pretty it's good. The Wikipedia article for turtle soup, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, about my my level. <laughs> uh yeah, I I my theory is that there are two Cooper varieties that are closer related than toads and goombas are, but are kind of like to pull the comparison from earlier, I think it's more like the Neanderthal human kind of dichotomy. I think that um that I'd, I'd probably say there's the Cooper Trooper subspecies and the King Cooper subspecies, Ooh. and all of all of Bowser's various children are King Cooper style Coopers, whereas all of the smaller Coopers are the Cooper Trooper variety. Now the question uh, becomes: Are they intentionally bred? Because. Um, um, hmm. Are they intentionally bred for certain purposes? Like, uh, do, do the King Koopa subspecies intentionally breed what they would consider to be the lower species for specific ends? I guess that uh, could be the case. To take a page from Elodie's book, uh, that would be like the Kunari from Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Kind of <laughs> where they're all just kind of purpose bred. Mm-hmm. That's also yeah. like the only thing I know about um, Dragon Age because I'm I I like Dragon Age. Oh, I, I like Dragon Age a lot too. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I um. I I it could be that, or it could be just that. Um, again, like the it could be that like the um. The Goombas, they have a faster breeding cycle. So the King variety kind of has more longevity, but there are less of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. uh, they are much larger and physically stronger, and also can breathe fire and stuff. Yeah, they're capable of like greater feats of magical power as well. Yeah. Whereas the only real case we got of that in uh, regular old Coopers is Magic Cooper. I think that it could be the case of um, it's kind of an intermingled society between two different subspecies rather than how uh, humans just kind of killed Neanderthals eventually, but they did originally interbreed and such. Okay. Mm. Uh, and in this case it could just be because they are the physically weaker and smaller subspecies, they've ended up in a subservient but still higher role within the society than the Goombas. So it's it seems like it's a very um very hierarchical society based on 
physical traits just based on how it kind of plays out within the game. Okay, so now, here's a question. Um, what does that mean for dry bones? Is there is that uh, necromantically like a risen Koopa that has died? It could just or be a that... Koopa that um that did practice magic in life. Yeah, or is that something else? Well, we, we got... used with that energy and will never die. Dry Bowser also exists. Dry Bowser. So that could just be the um all Koopa varieties, including the King Koopa variety. Um, is that a big night if the Bowsers run dry? Do they have the potential for immortality then? No. Technically. I mean, are, are dry bones sentient, or are they, like, controlled by something else? Huh. I don't know. Is, this like a, um, is it like a skeleton or a lich situation, you know? I think it could honestly be either, but he can drive, so... <laughs> That's what matters. He can marry all the hearts. <laughs> Okay, so no, they're absolutely they're sentient enough to drive. So yeah, as our regular wait, old our Mario Kart stick shift. Um, Do they have manual transmission. Do you think? No, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware okay. of. I haven't been on a go kart that had manual transmission, so probably not. The last thing I want to ask you about Coopers before we move on is um. Do you think they can actually leave their shells, or is it just that um, we kind of have the shells of dead ones that get thrown around a lot? Well, or because they go into their shells, yeah, but, but we've never really seen them outside of them. Well, there are games, I don't remember which ones, in which when you, you can knock them out of their shells, and I don't think they immediately die. Ah, yeah. Right, I... well, it could be. Uh, it could be more of a um, a kind of snail situation where it is part of them, but they can survive without it for a bit, and they can regrow it if they get the right nutrients. Yeah, yeah, it's possible for it to do it. It's just not like a good situation to be in. Yeah. Well, the document uh, that I'm looking at, which uh, is not legal tender, isn't uh, isn't a hu- uh, yeah. uh, sorry legal tender. Um, oh God, I've made a horrible mistake. Sorry, I'll let you finish first, mistake. then I'll explain my horrible mistake. Ah uh, no, please, please, I'd love to hear it. I just googled Koopa without shell to see what I could find. All right, well, my internet is back, so let me just follow you down this rabbit hole. Koopa without Koopa without shell. Images. Oh, no, he is wearing a vest. No, uh, it looks like there is a bunch of kind of materials of Coopers that are just kind of in vests yeah, without their shells. The vest thing does seem so, to be consistent. Yeah, so I think that the they kind of. did that Cooper get out with his big old head and his big old boots? <laughs> so, do you, do, you think that, sense. do you think that they actually do like are born with shells, or are they just kind of like an armor thing that they have? Um, I don't know. Sorry, I've just seen this uh, this Bowser of... with the the a million pack that he's got. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, all the related that's images. Okay, now look at this, right? When you look at, like, the uh, certain variations on the Koopa, the shell ridging on the stomach is part of their body, 
And when you look at the, the 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 standard Koopa, it's not, which implies that it's an organic thing that grows around them, but which they can still detach themselves from. Yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, because I I don't think that Bowser, I think Bowser's one is definitely like connected onto him. Yeah, because of the fact that his but his his ridges are definitely part of his belly. Mm -hmm. I I think it could just be the case of um, they've developed like uh like how there's um lizards that can kind of just shove off their tail. I think they grow them themselves, but they can take them off, and for some reason they wear uh, they wear vests under them also. I guess they wear vests just in case. Yeah, in case because they've just got really weird nipples. <laughs> I thought maybe because they may get cold, and they're cold-blooded after all. Yeah, in any case, I think that they, 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 the shells are biological, but they can remove them. Yeah, I think that would make them more. So we must assume that what we're doing when we're throwing around empty Koopa shells is we're not throwing around dead Koopas. What we're doing is throwing around the uh, spoils one from homeless Koopas. Yeah. I wonder if they can regrow them. Hmm. Uh, in any case, the, the only other thing Koopa-related is the whole... The whole winged Koopas ones, but when when you jump on them, the wings come off. So I think it might just be the case of they're like uh, they're like attachments that they have been given because the wings can be put onto various other yeah, things Goombas like Goombas and such as well. So I think I think the wings might just be like some kind of magic or technology or something, but that whole set of things can use. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good assessment. I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that's it for um, those fellas. Now let's move on to what was meant to be the bulk of the podcast. It will probably end up being about 20 minutes of the podcast. Everybody's yeah. favourite little jump thick boy, Mario. He's an alien, everyone. Can I, can I just, can I just let the, all the, uh, the boys and girls at home know uh, that Tom wrote on the document, Jesus fuck, I'm drunk. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, <laughs> I got drunk for the first time in at least three months. Which explains his fasc the fascination with this little piece, and I do love it, honestly. <laughs> I, I like I like how you've written Mario with gaps in between, and then himself, as if that's a word. <laughs> Just what is going on with that little jumping good thick Italian boy built like a forgotten realm style dwarf? Mario's body must be so densely packed with muscles to jump as high as he does. Like a little human Jack Russell. I my my favorite thing about that sentence is that it is absolutely, absolutely perfectly grammatically correct and punctuated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's how <laughs> She's not fucking around. The last bit of that sentence is actually written pretty well. It is, it's really but, good. But the first part is just dot dot dot, all caps, what, space, dot dot dot, space, is, all caps, going on with a, an uppercase O and a lowercase N with that just, little okay. jumping good thick Italian boy. It just makes you look very excited by what you're about to see, and I appreciate the enthusiasm of it. I was pretty excited. I wasn't drunk when I wrote that one, though. That was uh, last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was slowly going, slowly going wild, uh, because my internet was slow. <laughs> and I could only do, like, one word every 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, anyway, that's so, it. Our little Jack Russell man. Yeah, Mario is, uh... uh Homo Nintendinus is his... his the Latin name for his species, uh, and the reason why he is uh, so squat and strong and can jump a real good is because he comes from a planet that has eight times, I think it is, our uh, our uh, gravity. He's he basically comes from a a, a super Earth with uh, a lot more gravity. And so he's entirely built for that, so he is very strong and can jump very high when he's not in this level of gravity. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I covered that fairly. Yeah, that covers it pretty well. Yeah, no, it also explains why he's able to fly, or and in sometimes glide with uh, some assistance. Which I think quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he seems to be um he seems to be very, very spry for how strong he is, which tells me that he is kind of, um, he's kind of doing all of these things in places that are much less, have much less of a gravitational pull than where he is from. Okay, so he's effectively like a Superman type figure. He's a normal guy where he comes from, but yeah, when he's in this other yeah. planet or this other place, he has all these incredible superpowers. I like it's to think that uh, Superman is actually from the same planet, but Superman yeah. is like <laughs> one of those popular sporty kids growing up in Mario. Oh, yeah, he's uh, wasn't. But they all have the same. Is... Uh, they all have the same powers. So. Is this planet Space Italy? Uh, Spitaly. Space Italy. Actually, I don't think it'd be Space Italy. I think it would be Space Italian Quarter of Manhattan. <laughs> space Little Italy. Oh my god. The one other thing I've really wanted to bring up with Mario that um that is all kinds of messed up for me is that he's he officially is five foot one. Yeah, yeah. How fucking tall is everyone in New Donk City? Holy shit. Is it just everyone like in New Donk I would be short in New Donk City. Holy fuck. You'd be really short because everyone's like four times the size of Mario. Jesus That's... Christ! I hadn't even thought about the scale of that. That's insane. Oh man, imagine getting cuddles from somebody in New Donk though. Oh, oh big wow. strong arms—they just pick you straight up. I'm I'm just copying an I'm image of, of one of these normal proportioned humans who is apparently a giant. Oh my You're fucking a god! Like... You'd be forgiven for thinking this is regular old Earth that Mario's come to, but it's not the case. Also, it's another alien planet hits. where everything is bigger. Oh my god, I love the fucking look Mario is giving that giant next to him. <laughs> is it all shit? Yeah. <laughs> and that giant with his creepy-ass eyes is just kind of looking back at this oh. small cartoon man. Oh god. Dude, for He's some reason it's able to kick up cartoon clouds of dust behind it. Yeah. Oh my god, I just noticed that. What? This game is so, uh, gonna be so fucking uncanny valley. It's gonna be yeah. weird as hell. 
It's going to be terrifying. So, do you have anything else you actually want to say about Mario? Because I've got a couple closing points, and then I think we can finish out. Yeah, I think that's a good um, idea. It's getting kind of late. Yeah, so let's, let's go for it. Uh, well, the first one is... The Waz. Are they from the same planet or a different one? Because they got Elfie in. See, I had, I had a thought about the Waz, the Wa brothers. And yeah. the que- basically, it's a question, right? There's two possibilities here. Either they are yeah. evil members of the same family, right? Or they are yeah. reverse twins from another world. So they are them, but from another reality. So those are the two possibilities, I think. And I want to kind of weigh which one seems I... more likely. Well, that could also that could be the case, but they could also be completely unrelated because I mean, Waluigi definitely isn't related to any of them. Not in a direct, like, blood-related way, but in like a conceptual, cosmic way, because he's clearly meant to be a reversal of Luigi, and that is a reversal already, a reversal of a reversal. So it's like a weird situation to be in, where he's kind of from this bizarre, reflective unreality of a man. Yeah. Yeah, that's who, really fucking who knows. weird. I think there's some there's some kind it. of inverts. Okay. I got it. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Back. Everybody, just back it up. Back it the fuck up. Okay. So <laughs> in my document, I wrote. In my document, I wrote about Mario being built like a forgotten realm-style dwarf, in much the same way, Wario and Waluigi. Are citizens of the Underdark. <gasps> they're dark. Oh. dark. They're a dark dwarf and a dark elf. Yes, exactly. Wario sorry, is a Duragar, the dark dwarves. Yeah, the deep dwarves. Um, sorry, that reminded me of that glass shark bit from my brother, my brother, and me. Yoshi's obviously some kind of dinosaur guy. There's not too much to say. He's got a long sticky. He tongue. must be intensely, immensely strong to be able to jump with Mario on his yeah. back. Yeah, he. I think he. He's probably from the same planet, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it would make the most sense. And he can kind of, he can kind of form egg layer around anything he eats if he would like. So that kind of suggests that he has some kind of system where he can move things rather than digesting them instead into the the place where he makes eggs. But he can make eggs instantaneously. Long, sticky. Oh my god. Oh, jeez. Surprisingly tame? (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, Uh, wow, yeah, no, there's... Okay, so in the first screen of Google Images, there is not one bit of porn. That's incredible. Oh, wait, no, that's a dude in a suit, never mind. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. There's actually nothing bad here. Oh wait, no, never mind. No. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And do you, do you think that it's um, it's either Yoshi's separately digesting things or putting them into eggs, or the eggs are actually just Yoshi poop? Um. And that's how his poops come out. Surprise me! Did you know that? Uh, did you know that wombats poo cubes? Yeah, and did you also know that they have really hard butts? Hard butts that can literally kill people if they get caught in tunnels because they can like they whack their butt up and crush things. Wow, that's because oh, wow. their butts are like like 
right, real bony. So like people have died because if if you get if you get stuck behind a wombat in a tunnel, you will be killed. Jesus, wombats are intense. That's pretty rough. What a way to go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Let me uh, Google that real very quick. Lasting. Wombat face sitting. I could, we really should get back on topic uh, here because it's getting really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the very last thing, the absolute last thing <laughs> that I want to mention. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry, an alarm's about to go off. Okay. <laughs> Alright, we're all good, we're all good. Okay. Okay, the very last thing. Our everything sentient. In Super Mario World, Bowser transforms all of the people of the kingdom into inanimate objects, including hills, clouds, bricks, coins. Yeah, kinds no, like... Like in the background, like all all of the things, all like mountains and hills yeah. and clouds and everything, it's got eyes. Yeah, they're the people. Is this a situation where they've become biological inanimate objects and they have no mouth but they must scream? I mean, as far as I can tell, yeah, they all seem oddly chipper about it. <laughs> they're literally in agony, but there's nothing they can do about it at all. Wow, that's horrifying and with that <laughs> this has been dn8bit uh i'm just gonna quickly pop in a promo for another Podhaven show okay. here and we can get on to talking about ourselves oh hi didn't see you there oh hi i didn't see you there hawk are you interested in in terrible internet fan fiction by god darn i am sir do you like it when uh the hosts of a show do not write anything down in preparation for a promo it's my favorite thing in the world next to fan fiction oh hello miss i didn't see you there oh hello i was just listening in on your conversation about high quality free fan fiction welcome both of you to my laundromat i see you are both here to do laundry and also talk about fan fiction is that naruto over there having sex with sonic the hedgehog yes while they wash their clothes sonic is washing his his shoes and Naruto is washing his headband in my laundromat that I own. And his shuriken. They've destroyed my freaking washing machine. But they're f***ing quite a bit. It's attracting a lot of customers, including you two. That makes me want to listen to the fan cannon on Podhaven. Original promo, do not steal. Well, I'm going to steal it anyways. I'm a criminal now too. Ha 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 ha. So, uh, Martin, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can find me in the usual places. That's, that includes Twitter. That's uh, at Fry Freiburger, F-R-I-E-F-R-I-E-B-U-R-G-E-R. Uh, We're going to have a special where we, we, we do a drinking game for that. Oh, no, we did talk about this last time as well. It's going to come up eventually. Uh, you can also find me on Tumblr, which is... If you give me a moment, I will get back to you about that, and someone else can take over while I try and remember what my Tumblr is. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at I-N-N-A-U-T-I-C-O. Inotico! Yes. That's absolutely it. Um, I might have something interesting to put there soon, because I have an idea for a thing. Finally. Inotico! Yes. Inotico. <laughs> Uh, here's some clicky clacking. Yeah. Okay. So my my Tumblr is all is a Fry Von Fryburger, same as my Twitter, but with a Von in the middle and no at. Obviously, I run a blog called The Dead Y Scroll, so you could check that out for me. I'm also going to be putting up stuff on Indie Haven quite soon, uh, so keep an eye out for that. I'm in the middle of working on a couple of things right now, 
And yeah, I think that's pretty much everything for me at the moment. You're also doing a really great job managing all of the Podhaven social medias, and I (laughs) just want to thank you again for that, because you have saved my life. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) It's dead easy work, so I don't mind. (laughs) Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KemiWords, C-H-E-M-Y-Words. Same on Patreon, pay me money. Um... Because I am definitely, like, a real capitalist, and it's not just that I have to survive in this horrible capitalist society. I just gotta get that cash dollar. You can find my YouTube, just search for Elodie Cunningham on YouTube, and you can find things like, um, Representation Station, where I look at, um, how marginalized identities are represented in video games. Uh, I'm working on my second Halo video for that series. You can also find Gungan Watch there, which is self-explanatory um and i wrote the song for this i'm going to finish putting together a full version of it and i'm gonna put it up as a single on um the chemical wordsmith Bandcamp. uh so look out for that we gotta we gotta do that 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 bit of uh that, that thing we say every week for sure yeah, that we always said every week. is it uh is it put the Put, put the Gungan back in the box? Put the Gungan back in the box. Don't eat turtles, please. Don't, don't eat turtles, please. Don't eat turtles, please. Please don't. Bye, everyone. Don't Bye. eat turtles, please. Bye. <laughs>